Hey there, everybody. It's September. It's my podcast for September. Do not look at the dates of the last three episodes. One in July, one in August, and I'm back in September. And you know what? It's all good. It is okay. Choosing to give myself grace because life. I have always suffered from expectations that are probably a bit unrealistic for me. And I'm learning to, one, give myself some grace, forgive myself, and check my expectations. Life has been a bit rough the last eight weeks. And you know what? A podcast can set aside. There are things in our life that can be set aside when going through challenges in life. And that's okay. We, we need to give ourselves a little bit of room to be human. <laughs> How many of you are good at giving yourself grace when you have high expectations of yourself? I, I am working on it. It has been a struggle. We've had a rough eight weeks in our family. Um, we lost my dad about three weeks ago and have been dealing with that aftermath and the grief and the grieving and being together as family and focusing on those things that are really important in life and the things that you just have to get done. And you know what? It has been a very eye-opening. It's been a very enlightening experience going through loss and illness and struggle and grief. Because you see intimately the people that you're the closest with and how they grieve. This is new for us. This is um, the first big loss in our family for us as siblings and for my mom and just to see how we all grieve and how we've all loved and to walk alongside one another in grief. Uh, you learn. You learn a lot. You learn how important the people in your life are to you. You learn how much a sympathy card in the mail means. You learn that meals being dropped off when you didn't think you need it are one of the biggest blessings and the easiest things to say, no, we're okay, too. But when people say, no, I'm going to bring it this day, or what's your address, or I'm coming, and they do, and it comes at the right time, and you're just so blessed by the people in your life. I've learned how absolutely invaluable it is to be there for somebody when they're grieving, when they're struggling, when you show up with a meal, or with food, or with a gift, or with flowers, or a card. I've learned how much it means when somebody shows up at a funeral that you're at, people that you haven't seen in a long time or people you didn't expect, just knowing that there are people that care enough about you, about your grief, about your family, about those that have lost, that you've lost and have gone before you, that they care enough simply to be present and just to be there. And it has been impactful, I know, for all of us as a family to be like, we are going to be better about cards. We're going to be better about offering and taking meals and about going to people's funerals and just celebrating them because now we know in the face of grief how important the body of Christ is. People are friends. One of the things that we've also learned through this and what we've seen is how the life of those with no hope, no hope in the future, no hope in the Lord, no hope in eternity, how differently they grieve. And it is heartbreaking. It is so hard to watch it. First, we're like, wow, they're taking it really hard. Can you believe this? And did you hear him say that? And did you see them crying? Like, like, wow, I just didn't know how much my dad meant to those people. And then as they become just beside themselves, you sit back and you're like, oh, wait, 
they don't grieve like we grieve because they have no hope. They have no hope. And that has been eye-opening, insightful, educational, and heartbreaking. It has been heartbreaking to watch people grieve and live this life in this fallen, sinful world where life is hard and there are struggles and there is suffering around this world right now like crazy, crazy. Like we know, we know about Afghanistan. We know about New Jersey underwater. We know about hurricanes and the fires in the western part of the U.S. But guess what? There is stuff going on all over the place. There is so much hard and suffering in this world. And I cannot imagine going through this life without hope, without a God to depend on, without somebody that I know is near me, is watching over me, and has a plan for me, and that when this life is over, I will be with him for eternity. Do you have hope? We talked about hope here on the Let's Be Real podcast because it was the topic of the Let the Women Retreat weekend last year in 2020. We talked about hope in an episode 27 and 28 last October. We talked about that hope. First Peter 3.15 is one of my verses that I think about a lot and have memorized. And it says, but in your hearts, and this is in the face of suffering, in the face of being troubled in this world, says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is within you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. If you were to face somebody grieving, living life, going through struggles after struggles, would you be able to share with them your hope? Would you be prepared to give an answer for the hope that is within you? And I ask this in all earnest honesty because I've asked people before and we've had so many conversations and people are not comfortable sharing their faith. Let's be honest, it can be scary. It can be uncomfortable. Am I going to be rejected? Am I going to do it right? Am I going to explain it right? The question for Let's Be Real today to think about, like, are you prepared to share the hope that is within you? If somebody is walking through life with you and they are struggling, can you walk alongside them and explain and share your hope? If not, we have some work to do. We have some praying to do. We have some learning, practicing, reciting, rehearsing the gospel in our own lives to do. Last summer, I did four episodes called The Gospel Primer on a book that's talking about how to rehearse and preach the gospel to yourself every day and how important that is. There's a book on it, and those four episodes really just walk through some of the parts of the book that I really, really like and how important it became to me and that I've realized how important it is to preach the gospel to myself, to see the gospel apply to my daily life. When this is going on, how does the gospel apply? When this parenting issue is going on, how does the gospel apply? It is very easy to lose the power of the gospel in our lives because the gospel becomes so familiar. And it becomes the beginning point. Like, oh, that's when I got saved. The gospel saved me. And then, da 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 And yet, it's the power of God is the gospel. And it is the gospel that walks with you, that is part of you, that is Jesus in you, 
all day, every day. And we just really need to get good at practicing and seeing and praying for God to open our eyes to the power of the gospel every single day. Because if we can begin to see that hope daily and how it affects our lives, it'll be that much easier to share that hope with others. I like the way that Jeremiah 31 talks about the kind of the new covenant, this hope, this promise that we have as believers. So that I will put my law within them and I will write it in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity. I will remember their sin no more. Do you know the hope that you have? Do you have hope? Do you have Jesus? Because Jesus is that hope. It says, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. All can know Jesus, and he will forgive their iniquity. Do you have that hope? Can you tell people about that hope? That is my challenge to you, because this world right now, it is divided. I was talking earlier today with my mom, actually, and we were talking about how, man, this decade, this 2020 decade is starting out like sponsored by the letter D for divided. Like, this is just a time of division. Political parties are divided. Faith members are divided. Families are divided. Friends are divided. We are so divided and angry and hurt. But as believers in the midst of all of this difficulty, we have hope. Do you tell people about it? Or it's a very popular thing, and I'm not necessarily knocking it, but our churches are very good to like, oh, just invite them to church, and we'll tell them about Jesus. It is a good thing to do. Invite your unbelieving friends, your struggling friends to church. Bring them out. But this is the reminder that I hope you walk away with today. You are the church. You are the church. You have the hope. We are to walk through this life being a temple. The phrase tabernacling. Everywhere we go, we are the tabernacle. We are the temple. We are the church. We have the hope of Jesus. And our job, the purpose of being here on earth, why God even created mankind, is to share this Edenic vision. The vision he had for all of us in this life was Eden. And because that failed, it is our job as believers to spread that goodness, that love, that hope that was Eden, to spread that to the rest of the world. Now, our pastor has a calling to do that. Our pastors stand in our churches, and they teach, and they bring us together for corporate worship. But guess what? As the church, as we go all day, every day, our job is to take and share hope, the hope that is within you. Have you done it? Will you share the hope that is within you? Because people are walking through this life with no hope. And it's so hard to watch it. It's so hard to fathom and imagine what they are going through on the inside. Will we lean in? Will we have the faith and the courage to share our hope? I know it can be hard and it can be scary. And we're like, ah, I'll just bring him to church. That's my pastor's job. Guess what? Our faith grows so much when we have to step out and be courageous and share our hope. He is with us. He will help us. We just have to be willing to do it. And you know what? I think we're going to talk about that for the next couple weeks. 
I think we're going to talk about what does this hope look like? What does living the gospel look like? What does the gospel look like in our daily walk? And how do I share that with the people I come across in my lives in ways that are applicable, in the ways that make sense, that are culturally relevant? How do I share the hope that is within me? Because we cannot just depend on our churches to do it. Because you know what? Pretend you're in Afghanistan right now. There are no church buildings. It's illegal. It is the movement of each and every believer that is bringing people to know the Lord. And in massive amounts, I might might say, it is our job as believers to share that hope. So let's talk about that over the next couple weeks. Let's get good at doing it. Let's pray for the courage and the ability to share our hope to this divided, suffering world around us, that they can walk through this life with some assurance, with a future, without so much fear, and without such a grip on the things of this world. If you have a way that you have really grown up with, or that you like, or that makes sense to you, and how you share the gospel, how you share the hope with your friends, comment. Put it on social media. Let me know on Facebook, on Instagram. What does that look like? I would love to talk to you guys about that as we prepare for the next couple weeks. What are ways that have really impacted you and touched you and how others have shared the gospel and their hope with you or how you have with others? I would be thrilled to hear any tips, ideas, anything. So stay tuned. Come back. Let's talk about hope.